Like, it's not an ADHD thing. I just get really uncomfortable if I'm in the same position for too long. Me too. I'm so much like that. It's not even funny. I don't know what it is. You don't know what it is? I don't think it's ADHD. I mean, I think I do have an attention deficit problem. I think it's just because we're big guys. Yeah, well, I think it's because I'm just, I'm accustomed to being able to move freely whenever I want. I was thinking about it, actually, like, I've thought about it before, like, if, if, um, if like you had to be in a place like or, like and be respectable for like 3 to 4 hours at a time I just couldn't do it like I am like no like the DMV like if I had to like not go to the bathroom whenever I wanted to then I just couldn't do it but anyway and on piano <laughs> that's so weird yeah what are we here to talk about today Gabriel. Today, we're talking about what just happened. This is breaking. This podcast, we're coming to you. This podcast is breaking. <laughs> with Hot Reacts. For from sure. Last night's 95th, I think, Academy yeah. Awards. Yeah, 95th. 95 years of Academy Awards. And what an Academy Awards it was. I know. You said it last night, like, I guess every... Every few years. Three, you get a good three year. years after a few shitty ones, you get a good one. And I feel like this was one of the good ones. Both because of its presentation and also because of its awarding. Yeah, there were no violent outbursts <laughs> uh, that we saw on the broadcast. You and saw Jimmy Kimmel at the end. He put like number of broadcasts without incident, one <laughs> at yeah. the end. And Jimmy Kimmel is, is a fine host. He's not my favorite. It felt very much like when the United States you know, elected Joe Biden that was on the platform of return to normalcy. Yeah. And that's what Jimmy Kimmel brought. He had, he had some good lines, a few jokes, I think, that didn't uh, connect. But oh. he had some amazing jokes he did have in the some beginning. Good jokes, yeah. I mean, he took he took a lot of shots, honestly, at Spielberg. And I felt like almost bad for Steven Spielberg for a second because... Yeah, that's what I mean. He, he had, like talked about his mom and... Some weird jokes in there. Yeah. He had a Nicole Kidman AMC joke that was oh. hilarious. And then... Um, great, great opener. He had the joke about two actors from Encino Man that are nominated for Oscars. And then he, he talked about John Williams being the oldest nominee in Oscar history after Walt Disney being only nominated more than John Williams has, which is crazy. I mean, I love John Williams so much, his music. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was funny, but I could tell he was playing it kind of clean and straight more so than, you know. More so than Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, like my favorite host that I've seen in the recent, like last couple, I don't know, a couple decades is probably Ellen. Ellen was really funny. Was it the Oscars or the other one Oscars. where they had um, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey? They were pretty good, right? Was it Oscars? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably that was a good, good too. Yeah, for sure. It's been a struggle. This this whole presentation in the past years, as we know, has, has been <laughs> meandering. and It's been laden. It's been beset with difficulty <laughs> from all sides. Yeah, that's true. From ornery, belligerent guests to pandemic regulation mm -hmm. but we're pretty much back at full swing and i love the mess i mean i totally agree with the it's nice to be back in theaters sentiment but every time i hear people like it feels like it's so played out that line where it's like thank you mm -hmm. for getting back into theaters right i'm like come on yeah <laughs> it is nice to be back in theaters though i mean you and i are always talking about like if we could we'd be there like once or twice a week or every day you know yeah right yeah, I, I mean, I still do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that I wish I, I, I do go almost every week. Yeah. 
it's it's amazing. I really try to be there at least once a week if I can, but usually it ends up being every other week. Let's get into the awards, I guess. Yeah. And they broadcasted all of them this year. They did after complaints. The sound, I'd like to say that a sound award is still one award and not two, which is really stinks, but... I don't know if they'll ever fix that I don't know point. if they ever will either. <laughs> but I have the flow of the night because I took notes on everything that happened. Wow, those are extensive notes. Well, it's just awards and then like the interludes. So we can go off this if you yeah, want. Lead, lead us off. So right off the bat, best animated feature went to Guillermo del Toro for Pinocchio. Who else but Guillermo? And what did Guillermo say? He said... Do uh, you remember? No. Oh, I do. Oh, he, I do. Yeah. He said. He said it's not a genre. It's cinema animation, and that we need to be preserving animation and leaning into animation more than ever. And I love that because I've always been a huge animation fan. Pinocchio was in my top ten of the year last year, uh, and still is. And um, this is a great movie. Yep. And that was. The first of many wins for Netflix or Netflix-associated content in the night. Yes. You were talking about every time Netflix won, you're like, oh my gosh, Netflix is killing it right uh, now. I knew from the get-go, because of All Quiet, that they were going to take over. But what I didn't expect... Everyone else was quiet as Netflix was winning. <laughs> yeah. Everything, everywhere was all quiet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they went the Best Supporting Actor for Key Kwan, and he won... Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. And it was amazing. That was like maybe the highlight of the night. Yeah. Potentially was one of the best speeches ever. Everybody was rude for that guy. Everyone was crying. And he kept talking about the American dream. And he, I didn't realize he came over like he must have been a baby. He said his folks yeah. came over on a boat. He said, thank you so much for welcoming me back. Yeah. Brian Tyree was nominated. I just want to. And I'm, I love that guy. I really want to see him win one day. He will. Um, it's just a matter of time. Yeah. He was he was awesome. Like, he's the only reason Causeway was at all watchable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one is Best Supporting Actress. <laughs> this is a career win. This was a yeah, this was... Lifetime Achievement Award for Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> totally dwarfed in performance, you know, by all the other actresses. Angela Bassett, Stephanie Sue, But... You know, every few years you have something like, this is what people claimed for Leo's The Revenant win. They're just like, give him an Oscar. And so they did. I love Jamie Lee as much as the next guy, but this should have been anyone else's award. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I didn't I didn't say it, but I, I also agree. She talked to her dead parents. Did you remember that? Yeah, she did. Her, and she, her she, famous Hollywood dead parents. Yeah, she was really saying that, you know, she was representing not just herself, but hundreds of people that have basically made her to get her to where she is. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. She was deflecting all the uh, attention <laughs> off of herself. Then a girl got up and sang <laughs> and introduces the 14 time Academy Award uh, nominated piano player. So I think that was winner. one of our songs. It was one of our songs. I just don't know. To all the women in the world. And you made a joke about. It's literally the flight of the Conquerors. <laughs> All the women in the, the women world. In the world. <laughs> and then the best doc feature was Navalny, which I didn't know really much about, but now I really, really want to see it. I've heard some people say that was just a win based on timing because of the mm. you know third world war happening overseas. Because I do think that should have gone to Fire of Love. I mean, that was the only one that we really saw, but... I think every Fire of Love was incredible. Yeah. I've heard there are better docs on that list is all I'm saying. I mean, Novani looked dope. But what's going on in Russia right now is Putin is a dictator, right? He's attacking 
and he's, he's trying to destroy Ukraine. He's, he's trying to invade Ukraine because he just wants more territory. <laughs> well, yeah, he's... We're, we both watched All Quiet on the Western Front this year as a film and then in real life as a country is trying to invade another country. But Putin's a dictator and he has an opposing person within Russia. His name is Navalny. Yeah, he's the head of the opposition. And he's his, been his wife and his kids were there on stage at the Oscars, which is yeah. so freaking weird. Navalny's in confinement in Russia. Yeah, he's in solitary. He's been like had multiple assassination attempts yeah uh he's been thrown in prison many times courageous dude she she talked about opposing dictators and yeah like it's a, it was such a weird clash of rich life where they're where they're really caring about the entertainment industry meets like real world problems you know what i mean yeah i don't know how else to say that that, that happens sometimes you know at these shows they'll, yeah they'll make a stand for something on the podium mm-hmm well, I mean, but his wife was there. Yeah. And she's crazy. talking about like being in Russia and her husband fighting <laughs> fighting this fight. So, yeah, it's it's always interesting to see that cuz like what do you do? You know, we're just watching the Oscars. Yeah. Then drama short film, Irish Goodbye. You guessed it. Yeah, I did. They sang happy birthday to the the brother. They did. That was that was a great beat. Yeah. Great little moment. And then I've seen this was like one of the things that I saw that was one of the craziest things of the night to me, <laughs> which was how the Oscars were using their time. Cause they were like, we're packed for time. Cause we put all the awards back in like everybody wanted. And, but like to, to make the time flow extremely well, they brought up the people who are starring in the little mermaid and introduced a trailer that was actually one of the commercials. Mm-hmm. So it like felt like it was like part of the Oscars and then it wasn't the Oscars. It was going into the commercial. And it was so clever. I was like, wow, that is extremely uh, prudent use of their time. And they used it well. Super subversive, just like the Rise of the Resistance ride in Disneyland. <laughs> like where you, you get on the ride thinking you're going to go on the ride. And then you're like on a shuttle that you think is the ride, but it's not actually the ride. And you get off and you're still in line. That's what this felt like. Really interesting. They did it a couple times. They did the WB one too, the the Warner Brothers thing. Yeah. Uh, then Sun Lux got up and played "This Is Our Life." Well, that it, was weird. Was it Sun Lux? Yeah. Or they, or they didn't sing it. No, they yeah. played. They're the, they're people playing. Because I think on the, the album singers. it's them. Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of weird. The dude with the hot dog fingers was like really strange. It was not a great performance. <laughs> I like that song though. Yeah. Uh, and then makeup and hairstyling one for the whale, which is awesome. Yeah. Kind of a predictable. But like, also they had some gnarly competition. I, I was, yeah, it could have gone anyway. Elvis won nothing. Yeah, Elvis did win nothing. <laughs> really sad. So did Fablemans. Yeah, Fablemans also won nothing. And Babylon Rip. Really good makeup Rip. and hair design. Costume design. Paul Dano and Julia Louis Dreyfus came out, and they were talking about like actors stealing costumes, which was funny. But Black Panther won. Or Wakanda Forever. That was that woman's second win, and I think that was a. A, a milestone for the Oscars for a black woman, I think, winning two awards or something like that. I mean, she's good at what she does. Yeah. The Wakanda costumes are just wild. Mm-hmm. And then RRR got up and danced to the song called Natu Natu. The girl that presented that, and she got up and talked about the song. She I was mean, royalty. She was royalty. That's such a good way <laughs> to say it. Uh, then they talked about the Oscar Museum, which is cool that I really want to go to. In LA. Not, not even because of the Oscars, but yeah, just because I want to see like 
those things up close. Like they have, you know, pieces from film history just sitting there in a museum, which is, would be so cool to see. Yeah. And then best international feature from, oh yeah, this film, the best international feature was All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. They won. Yeah. That was crazy. Dude, super great. Cause like that film is amazing. Yeah. I honestly didn't even know they were up for best international feature. I thought that they were just up for best picture. But I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not going to win Best Picture. I think I I knew where it was going. Like, I think I knew everything everywhere was going to take the cake because of all the hype surrounding that film. And you could just kind of tell. But but, by the time the Oscars aired, yeah. Yeah. Everyone was on the same page. Yeah. But All Quiet was was crazy. Great German production. Sure. Oh, and then... uh, Jimmy got up and made another slap joke about Will Will Smith. And then he introduced Elizabeth Olsen and Pedro Pascal. He said, the man everyone in America is watching on their television at home, whether it's on Disney Plus or HBO. And then introduced Pedro Pascal, who is the Internet's daddy. Yeah. Can you explain this? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to make that known. He can't explain it either. He's... But he's uh, owning it at the yeah. same time. He's like, yeah, I'm this. He, it, It's difficult to describe. Can you explain a zaddy to me? No. What do you mean no? I can't. Like you literally can't. I don't know where the Z comes from. Well, I think it's just, a, it's like a, it's just a funny little. It's just like to make it just slightly more sexual or something. I don't know. But he is embracing it. <laughs> What's the oh, salacious? Slightly more salacious. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm on board with that. Too. I'm excited to see that new Elizabeth Olsen show with jesse plemons half of jesse plemons. yeah what is it called i think it's called love and death or something like that it's crazy uh anyway documentary short elephant whisperers i want to watch this i'm like you got elephants in india mm-hmm. and it's short film mm-hmm. and it looks awesome it's people short with doc, el- right? people with elephants yeah short doc still a film yeah yeah well just it's people yeah it's good to frame it as a and it's on disney i think or no, Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I want to watch that. Could be another one for Netflix. I, I mean, it still is because it's on their platform. Yeah. Animated short film, The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Yeah. Apple Baby, Apple Production. Wonderful. This was animation. this is so funny. Yeah, yeah. They, they really wanted to capture the ink and watercolor, uh, and they made this during COVID. They were like, this is our first thing ever, they said, and they they didn't expect to win. They kept apologizing. They said sorry because they oh, were yeah, British. Very British. Yeah. I think they said they had over a thousand animators on that thing. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Lady Gaga was sitting on a stool <laughs> talking for like a good 90 seconds. And ripped jeans and a t shirt. And it was very, I mean, she killed that singing. But like the way that it was shot, I think it was, <laughs> I think it was different for the people sitting in the theater. Yeah than the people at home because everyone got up and like uproariously applauded after she was done singing. But I, us at home, I was like, why were they so close on her face the whole time? Yeah. I couldn't get past how that thing was shot. It was like Lady Gaga went to the cameraman beforehand and said, Hey, I want extreme close-ups only on this one guys. And they're like, wait, you don't want any wides? No, no wides, just extreme close-ups <laughs> the whole time. It was really funny. And then production design went to All Quiet on the Western Front, which was honestly shocking to me because, like, there were some really good contenders for that category. Yeah. Like, there were some other, there's some really good sets and production design for other films, you know, than just making, like, 
I mean, I guess a World War One film would be hard to PD. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I always think that like when production design, when it comes to production design, like more like sci-fi stuff would win because that's really coming from a place that like doesn't even exist at all. Yeah. So that that's where I'm coming from. It's not it's not against German productions at all because I love obviously I love German productions. I don't even remember what else was in there though besides Avatar. I mean, even that like I I don't even like Avatar, but that probably should have won. You know, like think about the environments that they created. It, I think I think maybe it's I don't know I could just make up reasons but the environmental storytelling was such a huge part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then best score also went to All Quiet on the Western Front for Volker Volker Bertelman. Bertelman, you were the one that was talking about when we did that podcast. I remember hearing that from you. Yeah, it's kind of recorded for me. It's such an iconic little three note melody that opens that film. Boom, boom, boom. Don't know if it would have been my choice, but it was a cool win. Yeah, I agree with that. It wasn't my choice. I think there were better scores. But again, another win for All Quiet for some reason. But he got up and he talked about uh, changing the world with empathy, which was really cool. Uh, and then the director of Cocaine Bear, Elizabeth Banks, got up and introduced the visual effects uh, <laughs> award, which was hilarious. <laughs> with a giant bear. Yeah, she's so... I love her so much. She needed a lozenge, though. He, well... So obviously something was wrong with her voice, but, but way of water avatar won that one. That was probably the biggest shoeing of the night in my opinion. And, uh, just like its predecessor Mm -hmm. visual effects. I mean, you can't really go up against a $2 billion film. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and then Jimmy Kimmel got up and he did some questionnaires to people in the audience and he talked to Malala and asked, asked her the question, did Harry Styles spit in Chris Pine's lap. lap? And she said, I only talk about peace, which was really <laughs> funny. I probably had no idea what the heck he was yeah, talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then he talked to Colin Farrell and asked him, what was he saying in <laughs> Banshees <laughs> of Inisherin? Uh, and then he asked Jessica Chastain, and then, oh, and then he made fun of Matt Damon, which was great. Yeah, he got so, his Matt Damon jab. Yeah, it's always good. And then he continued to talk about he, he was a dog. and. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Is, is it true that he's stinky? <laughs> <laughs> and then Denai Guerrero got up and talked about Chadwick Boseman and how Rihanna wrote the uh, tribute to him. And then we heard the song "Lift Me Up" by Rihanna uh, and and saw Rihanna sing it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't just hear it; we also saw it. Oh, and then he talked about James Hahn for a second. He said he was ninety-four years old and he didn't even start acting till he was twenty-five. And this was a really funny joke. He said before he started acting, he was one of the civil engineers that engineered the L.A. road systems, freeways and stuff. And he said, James Hahn, you're one of Hollywood's most treasured actors, but you're also one of Hollywood's worst civil engineers. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was an amazing joke. Great jab at the road infrastructure of L.A. It's honestly as bad as they say. (laughs) We've been to L.A. You and I have been there a couple times. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. Uh, then Best Original Screenplay went to Everything Everywhere All at Once by the Daniels, and they got up and spoke for the first time. And the first time that they spoke, they talked about imposter syndrome, which I think everyone feels, which is so funny. It's like, here are these guys that everyone, like every, I guarantee you, everyone every, everywhere, every college student, filmmaker, college student just idolizes these guys right now. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about just like insecurity and feeling imposter syndrome and everyone's like all right this is this is everywhere you know everyone feels this mm-hmm. uh best adapted screenplay oh sarah Polly for woman talking 
Yeah, that was crazy. Um, and she she said <laughs> thank you to the academy for not being offended by the words women and talking so close together. What a, what, a, what a cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the achievement in sound. I just want to make this. Well, I've said this before. Sound design and sound editing used to be two different categories just a couple of years ago, and they recently merged it into one. They are still very separate jobs. It should not be that this is one category, but it is, and Top Gun Maverick won, which was cool. They got a win. Good sound in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like one of the best films of the year. Best original song went to the RRR, Natu Natu. And the guy got up, he was, he's a really funny dude. He got up and talked about the Carpenters and he started singing Carpenters music. Uh, and he said he was on top of the world. And we all know how important editing is. Paul Rogers won best editing for everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> Perfect. He spoke directly to the Daniels and said, if all this goes away, the suit and tie and the, all the shenanigans, we're still with you guys because you guys are good dudes, which was really cool. He seemed like a really cool guy, like someone you'd want to hang out with. Yeah, it was only his second feature, he said, too. Yeah, it was almost like, well, why am I up here, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. so many people have been aspiring for that their whole lives. But the dude's a fantastic editor. I mean, if you've ever seen Everything Everywhere, it's freaking crazy. Editing is a big part of that movie. Huge part. Yeah. Uh, best director. Went to co-directors for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. The Dan's. This is like when at the point where we're like, okay, we know who's going to win Best Picture, I think. Oh, I loved this. So they got up and spoke again after they, they already won for original screenplay. He got up and spoke and he said to his future son, he said, if you ever watch me winning this award, he's like, this is not normal. Don't ever feel like you have to live up to that. And I loved that. Like he's like thinking about the legacy that he's leaving already. And I love that. Best actor. Brendan Fraser. Weighing in at four to pound. he he uh recently has gone on and been very outspoken about how his last name is pronounced fraser and not fraser which is crazy because my everyone everywhere all at once (laughs) has been calling him brennan fraser forever so yeah it's like a total reset for this guy you know he's it's a name change (laughs) he's reinventing himself he's like it's like razor (laughs) it's not that hard (laughs) it's like blazer (laughs) but holy shit this is crazy he said he got up and said, this is what the multiverse looks like. And he talked about being cast aside and being so grateful for being welcomed back. Um, he brought his sons with him. And then Best Actress went to Michelle Yeoh. And she's just so, she's elegant and beautiful and amazing. She's she, been making great content for like 40 years. Yeah. And I loved that they said when she got up that she had no formal training in the martial arts, yeah. in any martial arts, but she was a dancer. And that super translates, I think, into like the appearance of martial arts when when you're acting, mm-hmm. like the flow and feeling of everything. So that was really that was interesting. And she's um, done a lot of martial arts pictures. Yeah, yeah. Before she became an action star. <laughs> yeah. And then best picture. Yep. Who won? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, baby. boy. It's crazy thinking back on that when we saw it. And we were just so in love with it. But I had no faith that anybody, you know, over the age of 45 was going to be able to connect with this movie. But lo I and behold, I was apparently completely wrong. <laughs> well, no, I mean, first time. You're, you weren't completely wrong. Like, you've shown it to people that are even younger than 45 that 
didn't wow. understand it. So, but yeah, I mean, they voted and it dominated, and I've never been more happy. I think you were happy when Parasite won. Okay, that's true. You were extremely. I've, this happy. is the second most happy I've been watching the Oscars. But Jonathan Wang was the producer that got up and spoke, and he. It's so. I think it's so cool. Honestly, when a Best Picture wins, it's like it's not the directors; it's the producer that speaks. Because it's like what how important is a producer and it's like without producers you would not have movies and john has been their corner for so long yeah but he spoke about like he was just really appreciative he said he i think when he made a comment about how intimidating it was to be up there speaking he spoke about how his dad taught him to believe or to think that no one person is better than anyone else and that's something he's always tried to take in with him everywhere he goes which is super rad i mean not everybody acts that way when they get into their adult life yeah so it's uh that's a mantra to stand by and really cool to hear that like the people that are making this movie that just swept awards in general because everything everywhere all at once has won more awards than any movie in all of history not just at the oscars bonkers so this movie's massive i mean i mean i i said it on the podcast back of like 80 or yeah 80 episodes ago it was our episode 150 i think but this this to me launched a kind of a new form of filmmaking that i have not seen before and i think it's going to propel filmmaking going forward and inspire new filmmakers and current filmmakers to do something a little bit different and i'm i'm very excited because of that reason. I, I don't think we'll see the effects of that for a few years, but Yeah. I felt the same way. I don't want you know, without sounding pretentious, it really did break the format or it, it introduced new possibilities. Yeah. And that's not just a multiverse joke. But <laughs> when any time like we saw you could see this kind of thing like in Evangelion when they when they break the fourth wall or they do things yeah. with visual effects in camera effects or yeah. editing when it just Yeah. It disrupts the viewing experience and it's something that you don't see ever it's really cool yeah and it introduces so many possibilities mm-hmm. for storytelling mm-hmm. not just the medium so i can't wait to see what comes in the wake of that and what the daniels will do next and then the daniels got up again to speak and they were like well thanks we said everything <laughs> and then he said and then he said thanks for watching yeah <laughs> like speaking to everyone at home as well yeah dan s he gave us our outro. I thanks for watching. <laughs> Super funny. No, but yeah, there were a lot of moments overall about this Oscars where they were talking about dreams. People were talking about following your dreams and not giving up on your dreams and having America be still a place of um, where dreams come true, like American dream kind of thing, which was really interesting to hear uh, amidst, I think, the very... Everything else going on? <laughs> well, no, just just jaded pessimistic view of what america represents i mean i does I, there's the words i can't even think of right now but you know what i mean yeah the, the, relatively speaking it's still you know yeah this golden beacon of opportunity for the world yeah it's interesting to hear that you know that message still yeah in today's world but yeah this is our oscars episode and uh we, we've said it before we're not going to be doing a push on this podcast for Oscars, but we will still be recapping it like this because we do still, it's interesting to watch. Like you don't get a lot of uh, moments like this where 
all the things you have loved throughout the year get together in one place and are just talked about, which is, it's still cool to see. So yeah, that's, it was super fun. It was a good, it was a good one. It reminded me of our 2021 with Parasite one. Mm-hmm. A good show, better than the last few years. You know, remember the one in COVID? I tried to forget. In, in COVID when it was like round tables and they were like going from table to table and everyone didn't want to talk. I remember it vividly. Yeah. So <laughs> awkward. All right. Well, Gabe, send us out. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs>